Amen. We are still on assignment. And as I look out, I can see we have not really engaged a lot. Y'all, we have got, there's no other choice but to engage. Somebody say amen. There's no other choice but to engage. So we're going to keep pushing, right? We're going to keep pushing. Amen. Because it's easy to preach prosperity. And we believe that prosperity is right and good, right? Yes? Yes? Everybody stay with me. Don't distract that. Spirits don't want you to hear it. But y'all, that's that's how we're going to win. We're going to win by doing our assignment. And when we do our assignment, it produces fruit. Somebody say amen. Amen. So y'all, here we go tonight uh, one more time on your assignment, right? What is your assignment? What are you supposed to be doing? I want you to think about it. Let's go to... Mm, I'm going to tie it into a lot of different stuff. Let's tie it into end times. We've been talking about that. We can go right to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. All right. Now, I want you to see this one more time. And we're going to show it to you as many times as we can. Right? Till we believe it, right? All right, so let's go to 25. And look at verse 14. It says, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. Who called his servants. How many of y'all are servants of God? Come on, let me see your hand. If you're a servant of God, let me see your hand. If you are a servant of God, let me see your hand. Okay. If you are serving, how many of y'all ever been to a restaurant and somebody was serving you? All right. Were they a good servant if you asked for a Sprite and they brought you Dr. Pepper? No. No. Are they a good servant if you asked for a double cheeseburger and they brought you a hot dog? No. So if I'm serving you, then I need to be doing what you asked me to. Yes. Right? Is that true? All right. So here we go. It says that a man went to a far country. Kingdom of heaven is like a man who went to a far country who called his servants. How many of y'all are servants? Let me see him one more time. Now, I'm going to keep pushing. I know this is agitating. It's agitating. This, this right here is agitating. Because we're not talking about the cars and the houses and the jobs and the um, debt cancellations. Although we got some debt cancellations, like $13,000, right? Yeah, from the last time. All that stuff works. Yes? It does. But there's a reason he's doing it. Right? Because we make covenant with God. Right? God say, I got your back. I'm going to take care of the stuff that, takes, that, 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 that concerns you. But can you? You're the only hands, feet, and mouth I got on the earth. Can you do something for me? Crickets, ribbit. Yes? Is there an exchange? Is there an exchange for what God has done for us? Hello? They used to be, the plots that they used to have on shows, they don't run those plots anymore. But they used to have a plot on almost any serious show, our long show. Somebody saved somebody's life. Who can fill in the blank? What happens after somebody saves somebody's life? Anybody old enough to remember that plot? It used to be on all the sitcoms, all the, all the shows. What happened? They own, oh, they own their life. Yeah, not modern day movies. Somebody save your life and they give them the finger, right? Right? These days, cuss them out, right? But the whole plot line, the whole plot line was, if I saved your life, then you owe me your life. Yeah? I hear Cody over there breathing. Yeah, yeah. Did anybody save your life? Okay, so you owe him your life. Although he can't squeeze in with all the hours and all the agendas you got, stuff you got to do. 
Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? You can't squeeze in sharing the gospel with somebody. You can't squeeze in offering somebody to ride to church. Because you got things to do. But if it wouldn't have been for Jesus, where would you be anyway? I know I'd be in jail or hell. I always say that. Jail or hell. That would be me. Jail or hell. Or just strung out crazy in my mind, strung out some drugs. So. I went through some trauma, right? That's where I would be. Where would you be if it hadn't been for Jesus? I just want you to think about it. Do you owe him anything? Amen. I'm setting you up for the kill, Alice. You know, you, you have to sit there and I'm not saying that. Go ahead and say, I owe him everything. Okay, so we get we gonna we gonna get you there. We're gonna get you there tonight. Alright, and it goes against our flesh, it goes against everything, and mostly the fear that we have, right? But y'all, if I'm a servant of God, I serve God, then I ought to be doing what he what he asked me. I ought to be bringing to him what he what he ordered. Yeah? Is that true or not? I'm just asking. I'm not trying to cause no problem. Yeah? All right? So let's look. So the kingdom of heaven, is this talking about the kingdom of heaven? How many of y'all are in the kingdom of heaven? All right, it's like a man traveling to a far country. Wonder who that was. Hmm. Wonder who the man traveling to a far country was. Anybody know? Probably Jesus, yeah. He called his, his own servants. He didn't call the servants of the devil. You know, the devil's servants... They give him what he asked for. They do. Can I put you in on a little formula? So if he pulls you out of the church to do something, he's going to make you totally embarrass the kingdom. So you remember, um, what's her name? She was Katie something, but now she's Katie, uh, Katie, what's her name? What's her name? Katie Perry. She used to be a gospel singer. Yeah. Devil said, okay, I'll tell you what. You make a song about lesbianism, you kiss a girl and you liked it, we're going to put you to the top. Hello? You think the devil get what he want? Yeah, he do. He gets what he wants from his people. And she did. And he did. Now she is. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you got to do. And, and, and the devil knows. And, and the people in the industry know. And then some people, they come out and they, they're on YouTube, they tell it, you know. Boy, they ask you to do all kinds of See, you don't know what you're getting into when you get in the industry. I would have been on the top if I had done, right? But the devil gets what he wants, right? But God, his people, his servants, man, God's calling for Sprite. We bringing him Dr. Pepper. <laughs> He's asking for a well-done steak. We bringing them pork chops. God don't even eat no pork chops. You know that. You mess with no pig, right? Smothered with bacon on it, right? No, we need to give him what he's asking for. So the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his servants. Now, what he did was he called his servants and then he gave them some goods. All right? We could say power. Everybody write it down. Everybody write it down. Power. What did he give us though? Man, we did a whole thing called the power tools of the believer. What did God give us though? Let's talk about his goods. What did he give us? Did he leave us down here without anything to work with? Come on, what did he give us? Call it out. He gave us the Holy Ghost. Wait, stop. Yeah. You can't put the Holy Ghost on them. I asked them once, they said it was coming and come. Did you put the Holy Ghost on them though? Oh, I don't know what that. Did you pray for 30 minutes in the Holy Ghost? Mm. No, we didn't do that. Left is good. What else he give us? The Holy Ghost is not a good, it's a person, actually. Third person of, of the Godhead, but he did give us a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. What else did he give us though? Huh? He gave us authority, right? Wisdom. The Bible says Jesus Christ is unto us wisdom. He is our wisdom. 
that. That means there's nothing we can't figure out how to do. <laughs> Pastor, I just can't figure it out. Well, <laughs> lean on the wisdom. Well, I don't have no wisdom. Okay, so if you don't acknowledge that Jesus is your wisdom, the Bible says in James chapter 1, what do he say? If any man lacks wisdom, who does what? Freely. I mean, he ain't nipping, tucking you either. Hello? He's not giving you one chocolate chip cookie, right? He don't give you a whole bushel of wisdom, right? What else did he give us? Goods. Non-spiritual gifts. What else did he give us? He left his gift. Authority. Healing power. Right? What else did he give us? His word. What else did he give us? Left us his goods. He, he came, called his own service, left us his goods. What are his goods? What else did he give us? Huh? His blood? We can use blood, eternal life. Eternal life is what we have, but what did he give us to work with? Huh? He gave her? Okay, ain't nobody called it out yet. Let me, let, me, let me tell you what it is. Let me tell you what it is. No, 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 no. Let me tell you what it is. He gave you your own gifts. Write that down. Ain't nobody, we talking about global stuff. No, your own particular gifts. Your own particular talents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your own particular track. Now, some of y'all are young enough to be in high school and have been put on a track. Remember when you got to high school, they put you on a track? Huh? Don't nobody know what I'm talking about? What am I talking about? If it was, yeah, if it was health profession, that's the track we use on. A career path, that's what they call it. Right? Cosmetology, if you're a musician, right? They put you in music classes, right? Whatever your thing was going to be, right? Auto mechanics, they've done away with a lot of that now. But, you know, back when it was coming up, man, those dudes stayed in auto, auto shop for periods. Like, bro, how you in a four period? They had four, four periods, auto shop. That was their track. They'd already had their English and math and all that stuff, right? So, y'all, this is what I'm saying. So he left us a path. Everybody say individual path. Everybody say, I have an individual path from God. He left me his goods. But for what reason, y'all? Here we go one more time. Cars, houses, lands, husbands, and wives. For what? But for what, though? We want those things for selfish reasons. We do. We do. I mean, single man, you want a wife so you, so you get, get busy, you know? <laughs> That's the number one reason, man. Like, bro, no more of this frustration. Right. Everybody said, That's a perk, though. That's, that's a perk. It's a perk. Mm-hmm. 42 Astro will die. You know, we had to work up in there. Yeah, how you had to work. You was up in that hot sun. Unless you got up in one of those booths with the AC blowing right on you. Now, a perk was you got into the park free. Perk was if you worked the asteroid, you can get in the water world. If you worked the water world, you can get the asteroid. That's a perk. A perk was when you went to Popeyes, you got 20% off. Hello? But y'all, if all you did was go to Popeyes and come and, and ride out the rides, pretty soon, they were taking your badge and your uniform. Are y'all getting this yet? I don't care. Devil, I don't care. I'm going to stay on it. You can get antsy. You can walk around. You can look crazy. I don't care what you do. Because, y'all, when is God going to get a return on his investment? And I'm going to qualify and qualify what the return is. When is he going to get it, though? That's my question. Because he, get, he set you up to win for him. We talking about the gates of hell, right? Okay, yeah, to win 
at the gates of hell. The gates of hell is the place of victory for the church. That's where we're going to win. Who's in hell? People on their way to hell, right? Right. So everything he gives us, he gives it to win. Yo, Billy Graham, he met his wife. She was from the mission field in China. Yo, she, and you should go watch the movie. I think they got it on Netflix of his life. I asked a millennial the other day. He was my trainer. I asked him, did you know who Billy Graham was? He said, had he ever heard of Billy Graham? He said, no, I think I know. Because <laughs> we was looking at basketball stuff, March Madness. He said, oh, are you? Oh, Roberts. I said, yeah, man, that was my mentor's mentor. You ever heard of Oral Robert? University. I'm talking to the person. No, I don't know who he is. <laughs> I was like, wow. What was I saying? Yeah, he didn't know Billy Graham. But I don't know why I was saying that. But anyway, <laughs> oh, Billy Graham, I know what to say. Billy Graham. God gave Billy Graham a beautiful, like his wife, like back, like if you see, Ruth Graham was a knockout. Right? This is what we do, saints. This is what we do. We get, and this is so carnal, it comes from carnality. We get a good husband, a handsome husband, beautiful wife, we get a nice house, we get a nice car, we get a nice income. Man, we set. That's it. Right? For what though? Wonder why cancer take people out, Christians. Stuff like that. And I'm gonna tell you why, y'all. I'm gonna tell you why. When you when God says you're not gonna fulfill your stuff, all that protection, all them perks, they go. Okay, I'm gonna put it like this, like Dr. Rogers said. So Lot was rich, right? But because his wife didn't obey God, she died. Rituals was coming to somebody else. Like when you don't fulfill and obey God, y'all, this is what I'm saying. You end up fighting devils and sickness and disease for the rest of your life. As a Christian, and that's why most Christians live what we call defeated lives. They live in an ordinary life. Is the top marrying the person of your dreams and living in a big house and driving big cars? Y'all, I did that. I, I, I accomplished that like in my 20s. Man, my dream, my dream wife, like, so what though? I mean, it was just great. Man, my high school sweetheart. Right? Driving big cars. Started driving imports and stuff when I was 20-something years old. As a youth pastor. Living a life, six-figure six lifestyle, stuff like that. Y'all, it don't mean nothing if you're not doing, it's not going to be fulfilling. And that's why, y'all, we see so many, even pastors, senior pastors. Y'all remember that senior pastor was talking about, didn't he commit suicide or something? Yeah. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. Now, here's the thing. The one thing is, you cannot do what you're supposed to do. You can do something that you think somebody else is supposed to be doing, you're still not going to be fulfilled. And you may be judged because you're doing that. Because remember we talked about you got to find, what else? What's the next F word? You got to follow, and then what else? The F? You got to fulfill. And a lot, a lot of time when you're out there searching for your stuff, you see somebody else with some stuff. You're like, man, That'd be cool if I was like, what if I could be the next Lecrae? What if I could be the next Kurt? I came up with Kurt's generation, right? I knew him. And, and everybody was doing music. And I was doing music. I was getting offered to do music. I, I, you know, some of y'all know. I've written for gospel artists. and Stuff got on the billboard. Like, and then all my friends were musicians. And they worked for me. Gregor Quinn was my musician. He was my employee. The guy that did I Told the Storm, right? And that was my whole world. Man, what if, what if, God said, no, I didn't call you to do that. And y'all, if I done went off in the music, y'all, I'd be like, a lot of them people, jacked up, 
Life messed up. And newsflash, musicians in the gospel industry, they're not supposed to be in the industry like that no way. Gospel industry, now they're not even supposed to be like that because the gospel industry belongs to secular people who worship the devil. They don't care nothing about God. The black gospel people let white, bigger divisions, Sony. So everybody is a division of somebody. A division of Sony. A division of, you know, all of that. I don't care what the name is, Verity. They're not Christian. They're a division of. Zomba. Zomba. <laughs> Metallica is on Zomba. Think Lady Gaga is on Zomba. So, y'all, this is what I'm saying. So, if I had gone in that direction when I could have, I could have. People was growing me to. Gregor Quinn made me the lead singer of one of his groups. They wanted to record me. All that stuff. Nah, I'm sticking to this. Hello? Somebody else wanted me to be a probably. I was pretty good. Nah, I'm doing this right here, though. Hello? I'm going to preach the gospel. That's what God called me to do. Right? And then we can get into expose ministries. G. Craig, who I mentioned, right? Two-part hip-hop, all that. That stuff blew up. Misa, DVDs, VHSs overnight. We were selling. Which made people mean this, right? God said, nah, don't do that. Do what I told you to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? And y'all, you got a mandate on your life. I don't care how, uh, how you sit there and look like I'm not talking to you. I don't care how you sit there and look disinterested. I don't care how you sit there and look like, oh, it's going to be all right. No, there's a mandate on your life because God saved you to do something. And the kingdom of heaven is like a man that went to a far country, called his servants. Are you a servant? Gave you his goods. We don't all see the movies with the drug dealer or they tell him up. The Lord do, he driving around a big Mercedes or something, right? That the big boss gave him, right? Oh man, don't worry about that. Oh man, here's a little cash. Give him all the cash, right? Hello? The movie, they put the, what they call them, the little dookie chains on them. Oh no, bro. No, G Money, you with us now. Here's the doogie chain. Here's a couple of girls. Come on. Oh, man, it's Lord, bro. Oh, yeah, bro, this is your car with your keys. Oh, man. Man, check out this crib over here. Wow. Waddle. So G-Money can just do his thing? No, 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 bro. Because in a minute, hey, bro, where's my product, though? You supposed to be moving some product, though. Hello? And y'all, if G-Money ain't moved that product, what's going to start happening? He going to lose the chain. He going to lose the car. He going to lose the house. He might lose a couple of fingers, toes, might lose his life. And y'all, you don't understand. I'm telling y'all. We micromanage in our life. We say, I need a husband, I need this, and I need healing for that, and then I need this, and I need that. All you got to do is make one decision. I'm going to be a servant of God, and God, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do, because when you're doing what he told you to do, you got to be healed. Come on, somebody. You got to be delivered. Come on, somebody. You got to have money. You got to have transportation. You got to have a beautiful wife, Billy Graham. Why does Billy Graham need a beautiful wife? He's going all over the world. He's preaching the gospel. There's women everywhere trying to trap him, trying to get him. He got to have a beautiful woman going to. Hello? Look forward, right? Yeah. That's the perk of the ministry. It's the perk of the ministry. The world, same thing. You got all them cars on you, all them Bentleys on your videos, Maybox, Bugattis, whatever, all the girls in the video, all that. Because, little Boosie, you better keep, keep dropping them hits, though. Keep dropping them hits. Because if you don't, we're not paying, nah, we're going to, nah. You're going to have to pay up on all that studio time. Come on, somebody. 
to, and bro, when they get to count, they count everything. The video, bro, the, the video was all out there, man. You wanted the, you wanted the jets, you wanted the helicopter. Say, I was just adding flavor. Well, we gotta pay for it. Out of their money. They ended up with $30.50. Like TLC when they had a hit. Was bankrupt. Come on, somebody. You gotta continue to perform. We're gonna make you famous, we're gonna put you in this net. But man, stop performing. Hello? Or come against the machine. Huh? Last time you seen Charles LeBeau somewhere. No, no, no. He was a hit back in the day. He stopped performing, stopped saying the right stuff, stopped, stopped carrying the party line. He out. And Christians don't understand what a struggle is in life all the time. It's because you refuse. And most of y'all in here, I'm telling you, you just flat out resist doing what God called you to do. Most of the time I go to preach churches, the only people in their assignment is the pastor, his wife, maybe a couple musicians. You know, that's the specialty thing to play. But they got to be careful too. Because David was a musician. But that wasn't his final assignment. Hello? Dr. Gabriel Rogers, my friend is going to be next week. He was a musician. But that wasn't his final sign. Matter of fact, all of my friends were musicians, and, they, and, and I mentored them, and they became preachers and pastors. That's true. We was all musicians. But that wasn't our final sign. Hello? Can I go a little further? All right. So he gave him his goods. Y'all got it? How many of y'all got some goods from God? Hold your hand up. You, you cannot have a feeling of I'm just going to chill. You got to have that G-money feeling. You really do. Like, Dad, God gave me all this. Okay. <laughs> Let me. Because in a minute, he coming back saying, what's, what's what? What's, what's going on? Where is my product? Come on. Now, we already know what the pimps tell the prostitute. I ain't going to say that. Better have my money. Hello? But God is blessing us over and over and over, and we keep asking for the blessings of God, want the blessings of God, air snatching the blessings of God. But when he comes and say, okay, all right, let's go. Oh, I don't know. I ain't got time. Let me see, Jesus. Let me pinch you in. Ah, no. Let me see. I, don't know. I ain't got nothing Wednesday. I ain't got nothing Thursday. Friday, Saturday. I got two hours Sunday. Monday, Tuesday. I, I got 30 minutes Tuesday. Y'all, this is how we treat God. I'm keep preaching till somebody get it. Everybody ain't gonna get it because it's just, it's the zeitgeist. It's the spirit of the time. It's the spirit in the church. We don't do nothing. We're not gonna do that. We just wanna see and watch you burn, Pastor. Ooh, he did good today. Oh, he did all right. All right. No, no, no. What are you gonna do? Two amens. I don't care. Keep your amens. Keep your stack amens. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care because I know I'm talking right. And you're gonna be judged by this message. In the end, in the end, the Lord gonna bring this up. He gonna say, "Now, didn't your pastor tell you what I was about?" Hello, look at fifteen. And unto one he gave five tests. Unto another. So this is not all inclusive, all equitable. So that's why you can't you can't look at nobody else. Stop looking at other people. What they got? He got five. He got two. God, why you gave him five? Don't worry why God gave him five. Hello? Whatever he gave you. And you might be a five person, five talent, you might be a two talent, you might be a one talent. It don't matter. What did he tell you to do? What did he give you to do? And y'all, if you're going year after year, you still didn't know you didn't know last year, you didn't know 2020, you didn't know 2019, you know 2018, you still say, yo, what, what are you wasting time doing? Turn the TV off. Turn Netflix off. You ain't got time. You got to find out what my assignment is. Hello? 
because the t- clock is ticking. Look at this. He gave, he gave, he gave. And then, um, look at 15. To another, he gave one. To every man. Now he's talking to all of us. Every man, not talking gender. This is genderless man. It's mankind. Every man in the kingdom. Every man in the kingdom. What did he do? According to his several ability, he's given talents. And we're not just talking about talents. This was money. This was an investment, basically, to go do something. You remember like the apprentice that you give them money, you give them this and that, right? To go do something, right? Yeah, get it done. And at the end of it, somebody was going to get fired, right? All of that. Yeah, people get fired. Somebody gets fired on here. <laughs> it's like celebrity apprentice right here. Somebody's going to get fired in this passage. Hello? And then he took his journey, right? So then, he that received five, went and traded the same, made five other towns. Likewise, he, he that received two, gained two others. But he that received one, went dig, digging the earth, hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants, the Lord of those servants. How many of y'all say Jesus is the Lord? Yeah, yeah, the Lord of your, uh, yeah, he coming back for you to reckon with them. You're going to have to reckon with God. You're going to have to reckon with him for what you did with your life. I'm just not talking about sins. What did you do after he saved you, though? You're going to have to wreck it. I'm going to get to it, but when, though? (laughs) Famous line by Martin Luther King. If not now, when? If not us, who? When when, when, are you going to get to it, though? When, when you're old and decrepit, when you're 70, when you're 80, when you're going to walk and stick, when, when are you going to do it? Because there's going to come a, a settling of the accounts. Here's Nino and G Money. Hey, bro, I set you up. <laughs> I know you ain't been using my product, though, bro. <laughs> I know you ain't been out here making no side deals. Side deals. Yeah. Yeah. When I signed with John Legend Company, when what got, come on, that's a side deal. That's a side deal. Going in the industry. I talk to musicians all the time. I talk to them. Like, dude, don't do this as a gig just until somebody from the secular, uh, you know? I know a lot of them guys. Sean Martin, the guy, the head MD from, uh, with Kirk Franklin. Know them guys, man. Prophesied over and prayed over. And I told him before he went into the industry, I said, bro, stay with the church. And God will bless you. Yeah. He'll bless you. We making side deals. We taking our talents, you know. I got a t-shirt business. What kind of t-shirts you making though? <laughs> It's all, it's all to, it's all for us. Yeah? The reckoning time's coming, man. G Money's gonna have to give account. He wants to still floss them, them, them dookie chains, had a house, draw that beers. He's gonna have to come on with it. Or something's gonna happen. And y'all, I want you to hear this. A lot of Christians have been cut off. A lot of Christians are walking around sick. A lot of Christians are dealing with stuff they shouldn't even be dealing with because reckoning time has come. Now, I know that we believe that when Jesus Christ comes back, there's reckoning time. That's true. There is the judgment seat of Christ, which we preach. The rapture of the church, we're going to go to the judgment seat of Christ and be judged for what we did. But there is reckoning time in this life. Because when God gives you his goods and gives you an assignment, the clock starts. Right? You don't have forever. Right? G-Money don't have forever to sell Nino's product. He got maybe two weeks or a month. That brother need to come re-up and do something. And that dude's going to be watching because that's his money. Hello? And time for someone is just... 
just, just, just flying off the counter, just flying up days, 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 days. In a few minutes, some of y'all that got black hair, it's going to be great. In a few minutes, some of y'all with clear skin, they're going to start getting wrinkled up here. Start walking a little, little slower. Right? And then are you going to get to it then? I, want, I, want, I really want to put this on your heart tonight. This is what happens. So, we've heard this. 23, he says, well done, that good and faithful servant, that has been favor of a few things, I'll make you ruler over many things, enter to the joy of the Lord. So this is where God elevates us in our assignment. So then God gave him another responsibility, right? But then the one with the one that, that, that hit his 24, didn't do nothing with it. Basically, he didn't do nothing with it. Basically, didn't do nothing with it. Lord, I knew you were a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not straw, and I was afraid. I was afraid. The number one thing that keeps you from doing it is fear. I was afraid. Y'all, I was afraid it's not going to be an excuse to God as you get ready to see. He had no mercy on this person that said I was afraid. Well, at least he was honest. Okay, you can be honest. But you said you was my servant. You, you shouldn't even been in the line receiving the stuff. What you, what you want the husband for? What you want the wife for? What do you want that business for? What did you want that house for? What did you want that car for? You got it for me. You could have went and got it from the devil. <laughs> you know, you can, you can go get some stuff from the devil now. Yeah. In my college days, I did that whole experiment. I'll tell you about it one day. You can get some stuff from the devil. He'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah, like that selling your soul to the devil stuff. That's for real. <laughs> that, no, that's, that's real talk. You can sell your soul to the devil, get everything you want. Probably be dying at 33, 39 or something. That's part of the contract, though. <laughs> He's going to take you out quick. Ask Tupac, Biggie, Aaliyah. Talk to them. If you make that cut, what's the club? 23 club, 29? Is it 23? 33, then it's 33 club, then it's 53 club. That was Prince. Whitney Houston, all of them. Michael J. Now you, you're going to get up out of here in some tragedy, but you'll live a great life. Because you're going to have to pay up whoever, whoever gives you this stuff. <laughs> you're going you to have to pay. It's going to be some reckoning. So y'all, if I'm going with God, he gave you all this and that. He done bless you. Y'all, some of y'all, I know some of y'all in here with this group, three or four, five signs, ones and miracles, like just, you can't even explain it. That I saw happen for you. Some of y'all more than that. Is it about time to get ready? To get, come on. To get moving? So he said, I was afraid. Wanted sympathy from God, from Jesus, who's not going to have any. That's just one of the words that, you know, it's just fear. And like everybody's supposed to go, oh, okay, well. <laughs> just, so I was just, I was afraid. Pastor, I was just, I was so afraid. Look what he say, verse 24. He said, look, I just, I know you're a hard man. Pastor, you're a hard man. I get, I get accused of that. Jesus a hard man? This is what he's saying. Jesus a hard man. Is Jesus a hard man? I think he's a very loving man. So he, he's kind of throwing some, some shade, kind of try to roast Jesus a little bit. I'm a hard man? And I bless you? I'm a hard man? Saved you? Hard man? Pulled you out your lifestyle? Straighten out your little crazy mind. I'm a hard man. Oh, he has no sympathy for the dude. That's what he said. I knew, I knew you. In verse 25, I was afraid. I was scared. 
I went and hid your money in the earth and, and trimmed my hands. And here it is, Lord, what you gave. This is what Jesus said. But his master said, you wicked and lazy servant. No, no, had no sympathy for or empathy. I'm going to preach this real soon, Tiana, and you hold me to it. The times when Jesus was the nice. I'm going to preach that. And we're going to go through the Bible and see when the times that Jesus was nice. Because, you know, people like to relegate Christian people to being nice. You should be just nice like Jesus. Just nice. No, Jesus wasn't always nice, though. So we're going to help people understand that Jesus is love. He loved perfectly. But all love ain't nice. Every parent say, Amen. Right. But mommy, if you love me, why you won't let me have my way? Because you're not having your way this time. And I'm loving you not saying no. Hello? The times when Jesus was the night. I'm going to preach that real soon. Amen. Oh, we're going to go through the scriptures. See if you can call Jesus night. And then tell me to be like Jesus then. Can I be like Jesus now? This is the kind of Jesus you want me to be? Because he was direct. Uh, he called it. Pastor, you don't do no name calling. Jesus called names. He said, you wicked, you lazy. <laughs> Judge the man. Judge him as lazy. He said he was afraid. He said, no, you lazy. That's why he didn't do it. You lazy. You weren't afraid to go out there and make your t-shirts you wanted to make. And God didn't stay in the corner and sell them. Hello? You weren't afraid to go work for another company and use all my talents for them? Hello? You weren't afraid to... Come on. There's some stuff you ain't afraid to do. When it came to my stuff, you afraid? I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Keep this thing amen. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care tonight. I know I'm telling the truth. He said, you wicked and slothful, lazy servant in the Amplified. You wicked, lazy servant, you knew that I reap the harvest where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter. Because I'm an investor. Yeah, he's an investor. Then you ought to have put my money in the, with the bankers, and at my turn, I could have at least received money back with a little interest. So take the talent away from him. Take his assignment. Take his purpose. Why are so many Christians uh, depressed? Why? Maybe God is taking their stuff away from them. Because y'all, the time going to click out. And then you're out there with the devil. No protection, no covering. He can put this, bring that. Come on, somebody. Took the talent away and gave it to the other one with the ten times. For to everyone that has, it shall be given. Y'all, this doesn't even make sense. Y'all, it took me a long time to understand the scripture. Jesus said, for everyone that has abundance, it shall be given, and he shall be given even more. But for him that have not shall be taken away even what he has. That's not what the government want to do, huh? No, for he that have Money shall be taken away from them and given to the ones that don't have nothing because they've been sitting on their behind. That's what people think is the right thing to do. Jesus said, no. The people has been faithful and did with what I told them to do and they've been faithful. Now, I'm going to take for the lazy people that didn't do nothing, I'm going to take their stuff and give it to them. That's God's economy. That's how God do stuff. And y'all, I've seen it happen in this lifetime. I've seen it happen with people. You ever notice how people be on fire for God? They be on fire for God for a while, and then they just fall off? They didn't do what God told them to do. That, in the Bible, over in Revelation, it says, I will remove my candlestick from you if you don't repent. Man, a standard wrote a song about it. Don't let it, don't remove your candlestick. And y'all, you can sing to God all you want to, don't remove your candlestick. If you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, it's going to somebody else. 
And somebody else is going to get the assignment you should have been doing. Here we go. Back to that old message. Is God using you or your backup? Amen? Vastar could have stayed in the, in the palace and been the queen. How did Esther get in there? <laughs> well, King told Vastar to make a sandwich. She told the king he could make his own sandwich. Vegetable version. That's what it sounds, vegetable. King can make his own sandwich. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and then the song, come on, and Esther. Esther, not Vasta. Is God using you or your backup? I mean, that's for real. Y'all, in this room right now, there are people, you're supposed to be winning hundreds of women to Christ right now. There are people in this room, men, you're supposed to be in prison. You're supposed to be pulling people out, helping people from the halfway house and get back in the life. You're supposed to be bringing youth in and children in and doing children's ministry and, look, and just canvassing this whole neighborhood where they know your name, they know who we are, they know who our church is, and they coming in from the north, south, east, and west, but you haven't even started doing anything with what God gave you. I'm not talking to nobody on Facebook. I'm talking this room. I know the talents in this room. I know the degrees in this room. You know how many people got degrees in this room? Certifications in this room? Expertise in this room? What are you doing for the kingdom with it though? You're using it to make money for yourself. What are you doing? And I'm talking committed to it. This is what I do. In between my job, this is what I'm going to do for the kingdom. And some of us have not made that pledge yet. Yo, I'm bivocational. So in between every time I'm working, I'm doing this. I'm dedicated to it. Being dedicated to it. 35 years been doing it. Never stopped doing it. What about you? Here's a little something about your assignment. Number one, no one can discover your assignment for you. No one can discover it. That's between you and God situation. That's why you need to be spending time with God every day, quiet time with God. Some time with God, getting along with Him, reading the Word, not even listening to nobody preach the Word. Get a directly room, read the Bible. Why do we always need the Bible filtered through somebody? It's God. Read, read His Word. Go back and read this scripture. You might get, get a little motivation. <laughs> People stay away from that verse. What does that mean? Oh, my God. What? Yeah. Reckoning that is coming. And it's not talking about just the judgment. It's talking about in this life. No one, no one, no one, no one. No one can discover your son for you. It's sad that many people don't know that they have an assignment. Is anybody convinced in here that you have one? Everybody here? Okay. So at least I did my job. God did my job. <laughs> Some people are too impatient to discover their assignment. And it's like layers on an onion. It's just going to come off layer by layer. You'll find out. You'll find out. Write this down. Your, your destiny is often unlocked in the presence of a man of God. Or woman of God, you know. Somebody that's anointed. They will unlock your destiny and your assignment. 
You remember David? His destiny was unlocked in the presence of Samuel. The oil wouldn't flow until he got to Samuel. One of the things that pastors do or people and people generally that are fivefold or whatever is they help people discover what their divine assignment is because the oil don't flow on nobody else but them for that or a group of people for that. You know? That's why sometimes a pastor can look out and say, Sister Nelly, I think you'll be good at that. Try that. Sister Nelly don't know she will be, but the, the, the pastor do. He know where the anointing is on certain things. But the number one thing that keeps us from our assignment is what? F word? Fear. So she's just afraid to, no, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. You can do it. And then get them training and, and then support them, right? Yeah. But it's in the presence many times. The presence of God. You can put that. Generally, the presence of God, you're gonna, he's going to tell you, right? God's not playing hide and seek with your assignment. He's not. If you get in his face, he's going to tell you. And if you get with a man or woman of God under the anointed, I always say that, under the anointed. Sometimes people want to talk, you know, in the parking lot or sometimes. Uh, and I'll be like, even in my family, I'll tell them, my, my children, you know, I say, okay. Sometimes we pray at home, but sometimes I say, when we're at church, when I'm, when the anointing's flowing, come up for that. Because there's, there, you know, everything doesn't always work. Like, I can pray and have faith for at any point, because at home we pray and believe. But the anointing upon a man, woman, and God, a lot of times, it takes that corporate worship anointing, all of that, right? And then there's a moment. Some of y'all hear me say, I have a manifestation, right? Right. That's, that's, that's under the anointing, right? So sometimes a man or woman of God that's anointed will help you unlock your, your destiny. Your destiny is often unlocked in the presence of a man of God. Saul knew little about his assignment until he came into the presence of Samuel. Same thing. <clears throat> and when he and his servant could not locate the donkeys of his father, the servant brought an offering to the man of God. That seed was a golden connection to the prophet. Now, I'm not saying you got to give me a love offering for me to find out what your assignment is, right? But what he's saying is that it was, it was him honoring that man of God through a seed, right, that created a connection and that man of God unlocked his destiny. That's one way. That's one way, right? Another thing you got to do is you got to Let every man be a lie and let God be true when it comes to your son. Sometimes it just don't make sense. It don't seem right. Or why would God do this to you or whatever? Yeah? Yeah? Now, I've heard a lot, and, I, you know, I've started researching a Catherine Kuhn, you know. A lot of men were really blessed into the ministry because of her and they said she shouldn't be doing what she was doing. She had been divorced. She had been. She had been. You know, Judge Miles had been divorced too? Yeah? Judge Miles had been divorced. She used to be a cigarette smoker. <laughs> While she was doing Bible stuff, say she shouldn't do it. But y'all, now I remember when Judge Miles first came out. Y'all, Judge Miles, and I'm not saying she's not now. You know, she's gotten to the other level. But y'all, she, that girl was flat out anointed to teach. I don't care what nobody say. I had my deals about women too, but whatever. Whatever. That woman was flat anointed to teach the word of God. And she was like, I, I didn't put it on me. This is my assignment. I, and she got kicked out of churches. People wouldn't accept her, whatever. God made a way for her because she stayed obedient. Always honor her husband, all that stuff. I don't understand that whole thing. Dave runs the ministry, he's the CEO. He only, she only does what he tells her he can go, she can go and preach or whatever. But y'all, that woman can flat out teach the word. We can say whatever we want to. She ain't passing no churches, nothing like that. That woman can preach the word. Same thing uh, about Catherine Coombe. She was having these miracle services. Y'all, people, tumors was dropping off. They, they, 
She'd be in these big convention centers. Tumors dropping off her and people saying, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. I ain't even touch them yet. People was getting miracles, couldn't walk, stuff like that. So when it's your assignment, let God be true and every man be alive. People going to tell you what you can't do, what you shouldn't be doing, how you going to do this, that, and that. I was a youth pastor. I was preaching and teaching uh, parents how to raise their children. I didn't even have none. I didn't have a child yet. My child wasn't even born. I was like, how you? I did the anointing. I was anointed to do it. Do you know the very stuff I told all them parents to do, it worked? And I didn't even have, I'm telling them how to raise teenagers, Alex, and I ain't even got one. I don't have a, a toddler yet. Big head wasn't born yet. <laughs> how do I know it's going to work? See, see that was saying, how are you going to tell me you ain't even got no kids? I, I, I don't know. That's, that was my anointing, though. And I stood flat-footed and saved a bunch of kids, hundreds before my kids was even born, and then took the, those principles and applied them to my kids, and they worked. Why? Because it didn't come from me. It came from God. <laughs> Let God be true. Every man alive. Don't succumb to what everybody's saying. Don't succumb to what the culture's doing. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Can I tell you something? Moses, you know, it would have been so... And y'all, here's the next thing. Don't just do what's easy. Would it have been easy for Moses to stay in the palace of the Egyptians? Come on, coming to America with the royal washers? <laughs> That's the life right there. Y'all, they was doing that in Egypt now. <laughs> he was the prince of Egypt. Had any woman he want, any food he wanted, anything. When he passed by, he Moses, Moses, Moses. <laughs> was that easy? Wouldn't that be easier? But the call of God was hard. <laughs> He had to come out of the palace and identify with the slaves. I think I would have said, hey, God, can you? God, I figured if you wanted me to be a slave, you'd let me be born a slave. I can coach a slave. I bring a coach to the... (laughs) How about God? No, just God, I got a bad idea. Why don't you bump the other dude out the way, make me the king, make me the pharaoh, and then I'll free your people. There you go. That's the easy way to do it, ain't it? That wasn't wasn't his assignment, though. (laughs) Hello? Woo, Jesus. Woo, Jesus. What what, what did he say? What did did he tell him to do? He had to leave the luxury of the palace. Good God Almighty. Let's look at Hebrews 11, 23 through 28, and we're done. By faith, when he was born, Moses was hid three months by his parents because they saw him as a proper child and were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, steaming the reproach of Christ greater than the riches and the treasures of Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Babylon, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured. Not fearing. Y'all see, not fearing. Y'all see, not fearing. Y'all see, not fearing. Y'all see, not fearing. Then the people that win and do their assignment. The people that overcome fear. Not fear. That's tough, ain't it? And my son say all the time, he said, hey, that's tough. That's tough. (laughs) That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not going into the music industry. Staple, you remember that staples button? That was easy. Yeah. 
That would have been easy. No, no, I'm not going into the NFL. That would have been easy. Hello? Following the footsteps of my mentor, G. Craig, just keep doing expose stuff, DVDs and videos on everybody's dirt. Eventually, the dirt turned back on you. That would have been easy. No, no. I'm going to stick with my assignment. Stick with these people you done gave me over here in this little storefront. Try to motivate them to get some people. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you the truth. That's my assignment, though. That's my assignment. You know, Dr. Rogers offered me a job before. He said, man, i tell you what now. You ever move back to Charlotte, man? Me, my bro, we, we do it together. <laughs> no, this is my assignment. Would that be easy? Think they could pay me nice salary? Yeah. You think they honor and respect what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it ain't about what's easy. It's about what your assignment is. Do you really want it? Because if you do, he's going to tell you. But some of us are like, la, 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 la. We like, like, like we'd have been in, in the palace with Moses. No, under the God, no, no. The slaves, God, that whips. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like you're going to lose a lot. But he gained a lot, didn't he? Came one of the famous, most famous men in history. Saw signs, wonders, and miracles nobody has seen since. Because he was willing. He didn't fear. He didn't fear. He didn't fear. You know, I'm on that fear stuff. I'm going to show you one more scripture, and I'm gone. This is it. You can play medicationally right now, because I'm getting ready to go. I want to show it to you, though. Let's go to let's go to uh, Revelations. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Woo, it's two, it's two. It's two I want to show you. Oh my gosh. Where is it at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I want to lean in on that fear. I do. Because, you know, we've made a psychology out of fear. We made, you know, fear is not, it's just the people, they succumb to fears. Yeah. But God don't play with fear. Fear is a spirit. Do y'all hear what I said? Fear is a spirit. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Where am I? Okay. All right. Let me go here. Revelations 21 and 8. Put it on the screen in the, in the uh, King James. I want you to say it one more time. What does it say? But but the but the what? Let's look. Let's look at the list. It's, we got murderers. We got harmongers. We got sorcery is drugs. Drug dealers, idolaters, all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. But what's the first group on it? Jesus don't feel about fear like we feel about it. We, we, we call a fear like a pet uh, cat or something. 
It's just my fears, my anxiety. God, God don't call it that. Do you see the scripture? Don't, I, Pastor Randy said, you'll be lying on me. I did not say it. The Bible said it. And we just skipped to the bottom. But the fearful shall have their part in the lake of fire. The fearful. Full of fear. Oh, Mama, there's some scriptures that I just be like, huh? But it's in there. I can't take it out. If I was writing who's going to hell, I'd have never put fearful in there. I wouldn't have put it in there. I'd have included murderers. Everybody likes to include the murderers. They're going to hell. The whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, liars. I mean, sometimes, you know, you have to tell one. No, nah, mm-mm. And look what he said about the liar. He said, all the liars, Christian liars, <laughs> Buddhist liars, Kojic liars, Pentecostal liars, Shikama Shikama liars, the praying tongues, all, all the liars, all liars, shall have their part. But the fearful, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know, I can't make a theology on it. But the fearful, the fearful. Y'all, we cannot be tormented by fear. Christians cannot be known as fearful. You know, my granddaddy in the faith, Lester Summerall, like none of the men around me, like none of them were scared. Lester Summerall, oh my God, read his biography, read his biography. Traveled the world, traveled the jungles, <laughs> sharing the gospel, killed snakes, came against witch doctors that wanted to kill him. People wanted to kill him. Andrew Womack had been kidnapped twice overseas. Nobody afraid. The men of God, the women of God, not afraid. So you got to overcome fear and get it to your son. Everybody, everybody close.